Ellos dicen que no valemos un carajo, pero durante tiempos de desesperación, de guerra, siempre golpen en las puertas nuestras. Ellos piensan que la sangre nuestra no vale para nada y perdemos la vida de los chicos que creen las mentiras. Creen que pelean para la patria y se gastan su vida. Creen que pelean para proteger lo que es nuestro. Nuestro. Nosotros no somos dueños de nada. Son ellos los que mandan. Welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week's guest is the talented guitarist from the pits of Los Angeles, Lou. And you're from the punk band Cheap Night Out. And again, thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time. I'm really grateful that you gave me the time of day for the shock. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Dude, okay, so we have a bit of history as far as like back in like the kind of early 2000s, like we would go to these um, like backyard gigs, or at least I would go see your band at the time. And you played in a garage band and it was amazing. Like our little scene, it was small, but it was tight knit. I mean, I have a ton of really great memories from those, but you know, it feels like yesterday, but it's like, shit, it's been years. Reflecting on those years now, how would you sum it up? Um, those years, that was, That was, I would say, because I was in a band called the Shag Rats, and we had started in 2005. So by the time I went to uh, East Los Angeles College, where, where I met you and a lot of our friends, mm -hmm. that was probably already five years in, six years in. So we had already developed uh, our own, uh, I guess, our own niche. And uh, we started writing our music around that time. In 2009, I would say, was when we started really writing our first garage um, songs. And that was around exactly around the time where, yeah, when we were starting college and stuff. And it's, uh, I'd say from the beginning, it was like really good, really strong punk scene. It started dying out towards like 2007 and by like 2009 and all that stuff, it kind of started thriving again. Mm -hmm. um, especially this like uh, garage rock, like, it was uh, more people were more aware of it and open to listening to different kinds of punk. No, definitely. I do feel like uh, with these scenes, like it does, it is a roller coaster. Like sometimes there's this explosion of like interest and then it does die out. So, I mean, you've been in the punk scene for, I mean, God knows how long, you know, like I feel like it's really at the core of who you are. Uh, it is. How did you come across the punk, I mean, punk music and then the punk scene? Okay. Um, so I'm going back to like elementary school. I was going to school in South Central. And then I moved to Huntington Park, like at a pretty early age. I was still a child. And um, I, everyone around me, my peers, my family, um, the neighborhood, they were all into gangster rap. And I thought that's, I mean, I, I was aware that rock music existed, but I had no idea that people listened to it. Like um, it was just gangster rap was it. And, uh, and Mexican music too. But like if I identified with anything, it would be closer to like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. And the way I got into punk was my first uh, going to middle school. I went to middle school in East LA and my like orientation before I even started school. I started seeing kids with dyed hair, spiky hair, um, skating shoes, skateboards. And like that was different from the baggy pants. I mean, no, actually, they were still wearing baggy pants, but it was different from the bald heads that I was used to. And uh And uh, it wasn't until my second year of middle school where I met a friend. His name was Daniel. He later, he later joined in this band called South Central Riot Squad years later. But uh, at that time, we both got into punk together and it started with uh, Ramones. I remember hearing the Ramones for the first time and hearing Blitzkrieg Bop and just being 
blown away. And I don't know why, but just looking at the way they looked and seeing their tight pants and not seeing anyone else that looked like that, I was just so intrigued. And that sound, it was just so exciting, so fresh to me. And it definitely like changed my mind, not changed my mind, but it definitely steered me away from gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, so, and the punk scene, it was huge. It was thriving at that time, like in 2002, 2003. Like I, I would have to sneak out to see any shows, but like my friends would, and I would attempt unsuccessfully to get caught. <laughs> but there was a gig basically every weekend. Like the big bands at the time was Los Crudos, Union Trece, um, the Casualties, which was more harder street punk, but also like fucking hardcore, fucking just really hardcore punk. And that was the main thing. That was a big scene at the time. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting that you say the Ramones because that was like a huge band um, for me in middle school. When I first came across them, I was like, what is this? Like Blitzkrieg Pop and then uh, their song Outsider, where it's like, I'm an yeah. outsider outside of everything. And I was like, I relate to this so much. And I was like, and I just fell in love with the Ramones and I just really started diving into like the punk scene. And it was just refreshing because like you said at the time like all i really knew from my neighborhood was just like hip-hop rap and i was like all right that's cool and maybe like a couple of oldies here and there because of, my mom would play like 101.1 i remember the radio station and it was just like oh, yeah. and so when i came across the ramones it like you said it was refreshing it was more relatable for me and then like finding the punk scene in like southeast la like uh we had the allen i don't know if you would if you would go or yeah, I went to the Allen. That was like, that's, um, I wish that place was still around because oh, yeah. that was, I would say that that was the mecca of punk, like huge punk bands, like Blitz. Punk bands are like, it's even harder to see nowadays. Like they would show up at the Allen, which is, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very familiar with the Allen. Like, yeah, since I was from my HP and the Allen was down the street, like in the South and South Bay. I love the Allen, personally. I love it. Like I played there too with the Shagrats. <laughs> I saw, I mean, I didn't know that shit. So definitely like the Allen was like a huge, like you said, it's, it was a Mecca of, or for the punks in like Southeast LA, like it's just where you would go. And it was heartbreaking when it closed. I remember I was there for the last show and uh, the guy comes out and announces, and it was supposed to just be a renovation. And it's like, we'll be back open. But then the city got involved saying, it's like, oh no, it's red tagged. We can't open it anymore. No one, no one is allowed inside. And it was bullshit. Because a bunch of the shops nearby would complain because of all these like little crusty kids like coming into the neighborhood. So it's unfortunate, but I'm so glad that I had the chance to go. Like you've played there, you've played like backyard gigs and warehouses. And I think that you have a ton of amazing stories. But before we get into that, I want to know like, how did you pick up guitar? Guitar? Um... It started with, my dad had this uh, acoustic guitar laying around that he never knew how to play. Um, he always wanted to, but it was untuned and it was just around. And once I started listening to the Ramones, I was like, I want to learn how to play guitar. And uh, the person that stood out to me for some reason was Dee Ramone. And I'm just like, well, I was thinking like, okay, this instrument has four strings instead of six strings. So I'm gonna try to play bass. I try to teach myself how to play bass on that guitar and uh, I think one time this kid took a guitar to, to school, to middle school, and he showed me how to play a note because I didn't even know how to play a note. I was like, clink, clink, clink. I don't know, but he taught me how to play one note. And after that, I just, uh, I basically try to copy what I heard. And like, I'll just play like each note until I found that note. And with the Ramones, it's really easy to do that. So like, I taught myself how to copy the Ramones anything and then after that started teaching myself how to play uh the addicts which was similar and just more similar bands like that the buzzcocks and some eater yeah, yeah. so then uh, i'm so glad that you mentioned like all these different bands that influenced you or how it taught you to start like picking up guitar like learning how to play different chords and whatnot i want to know like the musical evolution of you know, your taste in music and how it influenced, you know, you playing. Cause you said that you started with Ramones and then you evolved into like other punk bands, but then you also have this very heavy, like blues influence as well. Like, yeah. All, like in East LA college, uh, like in that little alleyway that we would all sit at. Uh, I believe you were playing like Bo Diddley. Yeah. And so, That's my, yeah. like, I want to know, like, what was the evolution like for you? Okay. So, 
Um, even though I was listening to gangster rap, my dad is a rockabilly dude. He has the hair. Um, he has a 50s car. He has a record collection. I have I have his record collection. He gave it to me. So it's full of Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, um, Little Richard. And like, so that music was also around. I just, I don't know if I took it for granted or it was just imprinted into my mind. I never asked them who are these people and stuff like that. It's just always, it's just, it was my dad's music, which is different from my uncles and my, and my cousins and stuff like that. So that's where I got my roots of like rock and roll from and, and just, just exploring their musical taste. And I just got deeper and deeper listening to Howling Wolf and R&B artists like that, Muddy Waters, uh, and even deeper to the Delta Blues, like uh, Robert Johnson, Sunhouse and stuff like that. Like, it's just me being really excited about something. And once I get stuck on something, I just delve deeper and deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's my where my blues came from. And at the same the same thing as uh, I just listened to them and I just try to copy what they did. So I I think I was pretty successful somewhat. For, <laughs> I would say so. Um, I remember like at the time, like uh, me and a bunch of other friends were always excited to see the Shag Rats play. We we're just like, yeah, you know, like this, like they're such a great band and we were always excited. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So you are definitely a talented musician and you know, my hat off to you that this is all self-taught. And I think it does go back to your punk roots, you know, where it's like very DIY. Like you, we don't, as you know, kids from the hood, we don't always have the resources. So we have to rely on ourselves and maybe like a friend or two, like maybe try to like network within our community so we can teach each other. And that kind of brings me to my next talking point that I, you know, we were talking about this prior to recording is this punk scene now in East LA where it's thriving and it's it's beautiful. Like, what would you have to say about the punk scene now? I do want to go back to something, but the, the punk scene now is, uh, let's see. I would say it's all over the place, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, it's thriving because everybody wants to be part of it or not be part of it, it's like exciting and, um, there's definitely a lot more uh, bands being pop- popping up. So it's like, it's like I guess, the punk days of back in the day where, I, I, I hate to say this, but there's shitty bands, but you're excited to see what they become afterwards. Because I would say uh, when we started, we were shitty too. I didn't really know how to play. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's what I was, was going to bring up um, prior. I, I just thought about it, was that with the Shagrats, like, you know, I was playing um, blues and I was playing rock and roll and like garage and stuff. But I think with the Shagrats, we started as a punk band, like a straight punk band, just covering mostly 77 punk band stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the, like I said, at the time, street punk was really huge, but we we're playing like 77 style. But I think that core of our being always been, was always there. So when we would go play with other bands that were like, I guess, quote unquote, 60s, we would, stand out like we were not 60s enough and when we would go play at punk bands like we'd have some of the elitist punks be like oh you guys are you're not punk enough so we were kind of like a little odd but I definitely say and I, I like it's still there on the bio I wrote that bio for them um, I'd say that we were always punks no matter what like mm-hmm. whatever we play we fucking are, we couldn't steer away from being punk like it's just in our beings in our soul and like Definitely mine. I couldn't. Yeah. I always wanted to be aggressive when I played. Like even if I'm playing a blues line, it's like you remember I fucking moving around, just like oh, I'm playing yeah. blues like fucking madman. <laughs> no, it was amazing. Like it was not. It was not Stevie Ray Vaughan. It was not like I was not technically that good. It was uh, definitely a, a punk blues, if you will. Like, yeah. No, I mean it was definitely aggressive, but you know it was something that. I mean, I, me and uh, like my friends we were just like, yeah, this is like something that we can dance to. And then, exactly, yeah. and then like sometimes like a little pit would break out and it was just like this really weird mix, mix of like <laughs> dancing. And then it's like, oh fuck yeah, you know, we gotta like fuck shit up right now. And so that's something <laughs> I definitely appreciated. And, you know, going back to, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, but going back to the punk scene now and like kind of these weird little mixes of like crust punks and then like, oh, you know, like discovering other music with these younger generations we were going to explore what your thoughts on it. My thoughts on like the now, the punk scene now? Yeah. I would say I'm probably not the most qualified for the new generation, the kids. I have been there and I, I've, um, I like to observe 
what I observed was that、um, cross punk seems to be the thing with the, the younger generation, and then with the older generation, probably、like、people my age, there's a there's a good scene of this, this、uh, genre of punk called DB,、mm-hmm. which was derived from Discharge, and it's very similar, very fucking you know, ah, a lot of noise, and it's it's really cool.、Um, Where I'm coming from is just the cool thing about my band is that, like, we just started, and I feel like it's gonna be an odd, an odd little mixture of things too. Like it wasn't the Shagrats, and、uh, I think that I'm gonna fit in well just because. Really, there's no definition to what this scene is. There's punks of all kinds and all kinds of sounds and all kinds of the way they look and stuff. And、uh, I think it's exciting. I think it's、uh, very welcoming as long as it's punk and it's high energy and gets people excited and moving. And、uh, I think it's、uh, it's all welcome. So far, I've been I've only played two shows, but those two shows have been very、uh, fulfilling and.、Uh, And I did want to bring up one of the shows that you played. I believe it was out in Long Beach, which I do plan on like hitting up one of your shows when I get back to California.、Um, what I definitely appreciate about this punk scene not not only is it like you know this you know welcoming group of outsiders, but there's also this effort of like, hey, we also need to help our community. There was、yeah. a food drive. I believe there was also a toy drive. I'm not quite sure. You know, correct me if I'm wrong.、Uh, the the one that I participated in was the the food the food drive. Yeah, and this was probably. Since there's that punk shop, I was gonna、oh, talk, talk about eventually、uh, Vicio's punk shop. Since they opened up, they've already been doing those kinds of things, like where we go give donations to them and they give back to to the community. And so I know there's a toy drive. I, I not not I don't I don't know who's throwing that stuff. That's like an other group of people. Other group of punks, I, I suppose, and、uh, but yeah, that's that's the great thing about this thing too that it's not just like oh we're punk and fuck the establishment. Like no, we're actually making a difference and giving people that, that are less fortunate. We understand how like mental health is、uh, affects the people out in the streets and just people. Some people don't like some people are not drug addicts. They just have a bad. Hand dealt it to them, and it's it's really hard, especially like trying to live minimum wage jobs. the The cost of living here is way more than the, the fucking wage that they're giving. You know? Yeah. So it's it feels great to make to make a difference, even if it's a little one. No, definitely, and I I'm just in awe. Like when I saw the you know you guys were doing like a food drive on top of the show, I was like I had to share it on my platform. Which I will say to the listeners, if you're listening, like I will be adding the link to Cheap Night Out、uh, in the bio. So give them a follow because not only is it just not only is it great music, but there's also this really positive movement that comes with it. So you know follow, engage. You're not going to regret it. Um, and then I also on my page, like I try to do my best to kind of share these movements too, where I'm like, oh hey, you know, here's a donation that you can like go participate in, or you know, I, I realize too, it, a lot of it is with smaller shops where it's always like the mom and pop shop. They're just like, oh hey, you know, like we see what's going on in our community, and we are trying our best to make it better. So also, I will also be t-、um, adding VCO's Punk Shop. So if anyone is ever in like Southeast LA, go support small and local. You know, your money is definitely going into the pockets of the community and not a corporation. Yeah, I do. I do want to say、uh, I also like Vicio's Punk Shop is like the ones that I'm, I guess, closely knitted with since I'm always there. But I also want to bring up、uh, my homie. His name、uh, is Crab, and、uh, on IG is Victima del Vicio. He's the one. He's a、uh, an artist that I've known since. Since I got kicked out of my high school and I went to my home school, I met the punks out here in HP, and he was one of those punks that I met out here. And I remember he would do、uh, DIY art,、um, post them up on the streets and stuff. But he's the one who really curated the whole、um, the art show, because Vicio's Punk Shop we were accepting donations, but the art show was over there in Seventh Street by Descontrol, and.、Uh, I'd say that he was a driving force too that inspired、um, my friends and and me as well. Like so, I, I do want to mention him. His name is Crab. So I mean, I'll definitely he, add the link to him as well because I remember seeing you guys post about the art show and I loved it. I was like, fuck, you know, like it's not the kind of art that you would typically expect from a museum, but it's art that's from the community. Yeah. 
And that's something I definitely yeah, appreciated. Yeah. So I will be adding the link to his page if that's okay. Uh, yeah, that was that was him. Uh, he's the one who did that art show, and he's yeah. So like, I don't want to yeah, take so, credit for that. <laughs> so whoever's listening, definitely check these pages out. Check out the art. Check out the music. Check out the community effort.
But that, the, the main thing is that I want to spread um, positivity as much as possible. And mm -hmm. with Cheap Night Out, that's exactly uh, my lyrics. Um, it really stem from trying to be positive. Like the music's aggressive, and it, but uh, there's there's messages to be heard uh, within some of the songs. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the time, I read I. Most of the time I write music with the music in mind first. Don't really care for what I'm saying. But then if I could throw something in positive, like I think it's a, it makes a difference, especially if somebody's listening and looks up to you. Not that I have anybody look up to me, but just in case, because I know I looked up to some people in my life and I just want to make sure they get the right idea. Of yeah. Not to be assholes and not to be abusers, not to, not to oh, cause okay. harm to other people. Yeah. So. No, I couldn't agree more. And then, as far as your band's music, uh, so far you guys are on YouTube. Uh, you've released, I believe, one song in the meantime. Uh, is right. there any other platform that you guys have music out on right now? Because I will be adding have... a link to those as well. Okay. Um, I released my song on YouTube for free, and uh, I had uh, one of my friends letting me know that there's this thing called Bandcamp, and I've heard of it, but they said that we could were able to get paid out of it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean. That, that that song is available for anybody to listen to on YouTube, but I also made that Bandcamp and uh, and I, I put one dollar. Like if you want to buy this song, get it for one dollar. And I think uh, I, I saw an email and it said, "Oh, you got somebody purchased the song and you get seventy five cents." And I'm like, "Cool, I get seventy five cents. Buy my daughter a little like candy or something." <laughs> but, That's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a start. You know, it's. It's a yeah. win in my book. Uh, so again, I will be adding the link to those. Definitely support your local artists because, I mean, like, fuck, why not? Like, where else are we going to put your money? Like, in fucking, uh, like I said, big corporations that don't care about your community. It's like, yeah, no, invest in your local artists. Invest in your local shops because, like, as obvious as it is, it goes into the community. So then going back to the community now with the punk scene, you know, it's exploded uh, like I live over here in Washington now and I see from a, from a distance the section hate and the shows that, that happen like on random freeway passes and just like random locations and how insane and chaotic it can be. What are your two cents on that? I think it's fucking exciting because you know what? Like I really, really do not do well with authority and stuff like that. So when you could take the shows to your own hand as long as nobody's getting uh like there's no nobody getting hurt and stuff like that i'm sure people get hurt but like i mean the the community seems to be like if somebody's hurt that they'll come and help them out and stuff like that and also the same way uh if people are for example there was some fucking asshole taking pictures of girls pissing and like we'll fucking chase them down and try to beat their asses yeah they deserve it they deserve it like I, I don't know, I don't want to condone violence, but some people fucking, like, don't get it. And we got to keep our, this younger generation safe. And you can't let shit like that pass, because then it imprints into their minds to think that it's, it's normal behavior when it's really not. Like, it's, you got to protect the, you got to protect the innocent, you know, as much yeah, as possible. Definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree more as far as, like, offering some guidance to the youth as far as, like, hey, like, we need a call out shitty behavior because there are there are shitty people out there at shows like for the most part my experience at punk shows like jumping into pits have been absolutely wonderful and like my mom you know bless her heart uh she would look at the videos i would watch of like live shows she goes what is this madness and i was like but it's like it's beautiful you know like people fall down but like they'll make it a point to like give space to like pick you back up so i think yeah. that is just absolutely beautiful about punk is that if you fall down there's gonna be people there to help you out um did an episode with one of my friends jesse who's in a wheelchair and he loves to go into pits uh and he goes that's what I, that's exactly what i loved about you know going into and going into these wild environments is that even though in everyday society like i'm often looked over but in the punk scene, he goes, I'm recognized and I jump in the pit, you know, if I fall over, they pick me up. And it's like this really great sense of community. That's awesome. So, yeah, like I've always been enamored with, you know, our little society off to the side.
Like, what advice do you have for like budding musicians or mm. young punks? I have so much respect for when you have something in your mind and you create it. So I understand like the process of of creating something that you manifest. You manifesting something that you had in your mind like that. That demands so much respect and don't stop. Like you're gonna be discouraged a lot, a lot, especially in punk music. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't think punk music is gonna pay the bills, even though I feel like it should. Um, but don't get discouraged. You're helping somebody else out. Um, I would say, without the Ramones um, and the music that I got into, that I would not be who I am now, and uh, I would not be as happy. I would not feel these joys that I get from them got me out of uh, depressing thoughts and de de like uh, feeling. Uh, like an outsider, like you said, like feeling like an outsider, it it helps you not just cope, but it helps. It gives you a meaning to life, and yeah, I would say to the younger generation to um, just keep at it, keep your dreams. Don't let anything crush your dreams, because once you let that happen, you're no longer yourself. You're just gonna be a robot, and you don't want to be a robot to society. You want to be an like not just an individual, but a community too. You wanna. You want to exist. You want to exist. <laughs> yeah, with the punk scene, with all these young musicians and you know, like young angry punks, it's like use that anger to create. Because I feel like I was definitely really drawn into the punk scene because of a lot of deep rooted anger that I had, and like being in the pit like helped me release it and also helped me find my punk family. So definitely use that anger for something positive. And it's okay, a little bit off tangent, but something that I definitely wanted to bring up with you, because I feel like we come from similar backgrounds, is I think our parents were like the OG punks, like coming into a country where they really weren't welcome, but thriving. Like I look at my mom and, you know, we didn't have much money growing up. So my mom would sometimes like sew and like make our clothes. Like we would go to the Swami on the weekend and she would like pick out cloths or fabrics and she would make That's our punk clothes. Is so it's like, I remember like all my, most of my like Halloween costumes, like I didn't get a store-bought costume until I think I was in, like in my twenties. Cause my mom would make it for me. You know, she yeah. would like, this, she was this wizard with a sewing machine. My dad would go out and work as a taxi driver and, you know, not really knowing much of the language, but just knowing enough to get by, just enough, just enough to support his family. And so it's like, I look at my parents and I was like, shit, you know, like you guys are the OG punks. And then how that just translated into my sentiment with the punk music is I saw all the injustices that my parents faced and I was angry. You know, like my parents put up with it because it's like, this is the cost of living in this country, putting up with right. racism, putting up with, you know, poverty wages and being treated like shit. And I yeah. was angry for that and like so many other reasons that it really manifested with punk music. And so with these younger generations, you know, I understand the anger that they feel or the, all the injustices that they feel that just fuel that anger is that use it to be, use it for something productive, much like with VCO's punk shop where it's like, Hey, we're punks. We do get a bad rap for being aggressive or being like assholes or whatever. But in reality, they're doing so much for the community. Yeah. I did want to touch upon something else that I just thought of in my head, ah, but I lose my train of thought sometimes. <laughs> no, it's okay. Problems of being old. I did want to say, damn it, I totally forgot. I forgot. <laughs> It'll come to you right now, but like, uh, I mean, pretty much we're just talking about like our parents and like being the OG punks okay. and you know how it translates into future generations and being a positive force in your community through your anger. Like use your anger, do something good. That's, that's what I was gonna touch upon, anger and stuff like that. Okay, so another thing I would like to mention to the younger generation is to be aware 
it's not good to be ignorant of uh like i do say protect innocent minds but you can't be ignorant of these injustices and uh these uh bad people just there's evil in this world there's fucking evil and it's like you can't just ignore it you have to be aware of it so that you know what to be against and what what to look out for um unfortunately it's especially uh, unfortunately in any kind of music scene there's drugs involved and you can't stop like the, they have to not want to do it on their own but um i would like to add at vcio's punk shop no judgments given, but in case people want to do drugs or whatever, we have um, a test strip so you could test out what you have. So you make sure because there's a, a fentanyl epidemic right now where people are dying from these drugs and not from the drugs, but from the fentanyl or whatever the people put in the streets. And so you want to if you like I said, no judgments given. If you're going to party, I suggest go pick up some test strips. And also there's Narcan available, too for anybody that is overdosing and then educate yourself on how to use these things because just having is not enough. It doesn't take longer than maybe like 15 minutes to educate yourself on how to prevent an overdose and how to prevent and what to look out for so that you can avoid an overdose. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. No, so that I, I mean, that kind of aligns with my core value as far as I'm a big believer of just legalizing absolutely everything, like legalize brothels, legalize drugs and giving those safe spaces in order for people to use. Because like you said, there is an epidemic going on within the drug, within the drug users, you know, people are dying and it's, you know, it's, it's really shitty whenever I come across people saying like, oh, they deserve to die. I'm like, no, they fucking don't. Like, they're just a victim of their addiction. You know, like we need to teach. You need, we need to treat addiction as a mental health issue. You know, we need to provide help. And, you know, in order to do that, we also need to provide that safe space. So I think it is absolutely amazing that VCS is providing that safe space to test out if they're, you know, whatever they're using is safe. And then, you know, also providing it like, hey, maybe later down the line, if you feel like cleaning up, you know, I, I would take it a step further by saying it's like, hey, here are some resources that you can use. Unfortunately, we live, we do live in a society where those resources are not always accessible. Um, I would like to also bring up uh, my friend Andy. He has a zine. It's called Reels Punk Scene. Mm-hmm. And in that zine, um, not only do we talk about bands from different parts of the world, um, like little, no, I wouldn't say little bands, just local bands from whatever scene in the world. Um, but at the end of the page, there's resources for um, suicide prevention um, and any like lots of there's a lots of lots of resources for Los Angeles. Um, unfortunately, it's a Los Angeles zine, so the people out there, uh, I mean, it won't help them much. But for anybody out here in Los Angeles, in the back of that zine, it's called Riddles Riddles Punk Zine, and yeah, there's lots of resources there for anybody that's that needs resources. Yeah. I'm going to have you send me the link to everyone that you mentioned so I can add them to the bio of the episode. So whoever's listening, if you're in the Los Angeles area, check out all of these incredible, you know, artists or contributors to the punk scene. And if you yourself, you know, whoever's listening, feel like you can contribute, you know, reach out and say, you know, like you can give this to the community. Um, Because honestly, that's the only way we can really make change in this world. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have any other questions for you. I don't know if you have any other final words for the listeners. Yeah, if you like, like you mentioned, if you have anything to donate, which is anything, um, I know uh, at the punk shop we've accepted uh, like packets with toothbrushes, uh, toothpaste, anything that you you know you need, like basic necessities and mm-hmm. uh, big old thick jackets. Like people are cold right now, um, you can definitely come and provide, uh, donate them to the shop, and we'll make sure that they go to the right people and not. Just like we're not profiting in no way. So. Yeah, yeah. You guys are pretty transparent, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, to kind of go back. I know I was gonna wrap up the episode, but I do want the listeners to know. Is I remember during that food drive at Vicios, he was very transparent with like, hey, this is how much we were able to collect. This is this is where it's going. I believe you guys donated to the LA Mission, which is yeah, this that, really that wonderful was- organization that works uh, with Skid Row. So. When you do donate, you know where it's going. You know, so definitely give these guys a follow. Um, I know, and I know in comparison to all these other charities, where it's really easy just to like throw money at a charity and you don't know where it goes from there. So I would say again, look at local, you know, groups because they're going to be as transparent as possible, which I think is absolutely amazing. 
Um, I do want to say I am super grateful that you gave me a bit of your time. So again, I do want to leave the door open for you every time you, anytime that you or any anyone from the punk community wants to come onto the shack, the door is always open for you guys. So yeah, thank you. Cool. Thank right. you. This was fun. <laughs>